the gospel of matthew chapter 8 from verse 1 when jesus came down from the mountain great crowds followed him and then a leper approached him did him homage and said lord if you wish you can make me clean he stretched out his hand touched him and said i will do it be made clean his leprosy was cleansed immediately jesus said to him see that you tell no one but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that moses prescribed that will be proof for them praise god let us pray Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you. We welcome your presence into our hearts, even as we meditate on your word. We pray that, Lord, you may speak to our hearts. Open our hearts to understand your word. Teach us something new that will transform our hearts. And help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus our mind to you, Lord. And to be transformed from inside out, to be just like you. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, the topic for our meditation is the God of many chances. The God of many chances. This chapter 8 of the Gospel of Matthew reveals to us that actually that is who God is. He is a God of many chances because we know we just read a scripture about the lepers. Leprosy was a fatal sickness and it meant that there was no cure. So even those who had leprosy were rejected by the society. And definitely the end result of it was death. Jesus turns up and a leper approaches him, worshipping in homage, and said, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. I like the response of Jesus. He stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I will do it. So he did everything all at once because he wanted to give the leper a second chance. So his will was to heal the leper. And he said, be made clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And he was sent to go and witness to the healing to the priests and to offer the gift that was prescribed by Moses now. The most interesting thing is that at this point, the leper approached Jesus and asked to be made whole. And the next uh, verses, we have the healing of the centurion servants. When the centurion said, uh, verse 8, the centurion said in reply, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. Verse 10, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, 
Many will come from the east and west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet of the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom will be driven out into the outer darkness where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, You may go as you have believed. Let it be done for you. And at that very hour his servant was healed. So it means the major thing is to receive healing, then we have to believe in Jesus. We have to have faith in Jesus. The following was a healing of the cure of Peter's mother-in-law. And the Bible records, verse 15, that Jesus touched her hand, the fever. The fever. Verse 15, Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her, and she rose and waited on him. Praise God. Other healings that Jesus did are written following verses. But the most interesting thing is that in all these healings, in all these miracles that Jesus did, he gave another chance, another chance to the individuals that were in need of his intervention. He calmed the storm and then healed two demoniacs. From verse 28. And they were delivered. They were delivered completely. So they got a new life. So it's a chapter that is full of different kind of interventions that Jesus did in the lives of his own children. And as we read this scripture, we come to realize that it doesn't matter what we have to face. It doesn't matter what comes our way, whether we have the answers, the medicine, or the cure that we need. But it is so very important that we should have faith in Jesus. Even in the coming of the storm, the disciples in the boat, the Bible records that they came, woke him up saying, Lord, save us. That's verse 25. We are perishing, he said to them. Why are you terrified, O oh, you little of little faith? He got up, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So they were amazed and said, What sort of a man is this whom even the winds and the sea obey? You see, Jesus has power not just over sicknesses or leprosy that nobody could cure or fever that he healed Peter's mother-in-law or the, 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 or, the, the, or the demoniacs that were oppressing these two of his children that he created in his own image and likeness, but he has power over the wind over the sea and over every created thing. Because the book of Colossians reminds us that everything was created in him, for him, through him. And all fullness of everything, verse 19, Colossians chapter 1 says, that the fullness of everything was pleased to dwell in him. So it is a good chapter for us to meditate on our own individual lives and probably our immediate or current needs or even future needs, we can always go back and read this chapter and see the majesty, the power of Jesus revealed in this chapter. 
what he can do. It reveals to us that he is a God of impossible situations. It doesn't matter what it is that we could think is impossible. He is the God who does the impossible. So we can worship him. The lepers approached him and did homage. You know, when we worship, then the miracle comes easy (laughs) because it just flows out from the throne, from he who is the king of kings. When we acknowledge the lordship of Jesus, then technically we are acknowledging that what is trying to oppress us, what is trying to push us down, what is trying to interfere with our ability to live the life the Lord created us to live is under his feet. When we worship God, when we are going through different kind of challenges and troubles in our lives, we are simply acknowledging that is irrespective of what it is that is interfering with our ability to live the fullness of the life that Jesus died and resurrected to give us, it is not over his head, but under his feet. And thus under our feet, because the Bible tells us that greater is Jesus in us than he who is in the world. So if Jesus is greater, when we worship him, he becomes greater in us. And he gives us the power to have that thing that is pushing us down, oppressing us, intimidating us to go under our feet. So and from the under the feet of Jesus to under our feet. And that is why Jesus said that the God of peace will shortly crush Satan under your feet under our feet, meaning God is greater in us. Jesus dwells in us. So when we welcome Jesus into our hearts, then we cannot have Jesus as the Lord of our lives and fail to worship him. When you worship, we are acknowledging he is the Lord of Lords that we have given him the central place in our lives. We are simply acknowledging he is the Lord of every area of our life. We are simply opening every door in our lives so that he can reign in us. So when we exalt him, when we worship, when we pay homage to him, we are acknowledging that we are nothing without him, that we can do nothing apart from him, that it is only him who completes us and he comes and reigns in us as the great I am, the great I am. John 1 from 4, children, you belong to God. For greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So if he is greater in us than he is the Lord of our lives, then that means there is nothing in this world, no created thing that can actually intimidate, oppress or interfere with us to a point of no return. And that is why we have Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It doesn't matter whether it's some kind of leprosy. It doesn't matter whether it's some kind of sickness or all the challenges that we could experience in our lives that present to us impossibility, those that present to us pain, struggle or suffering if he allows us to go through then he gives us the grace otherwise he is a god who heals our brokenhearted he is the god who heals our illnesses our sicknesses because he desires that we live our lives to the fullness of what he died and resurrected to give us to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is the power of the Holy Spirit, that indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that desires to dwell in us and to 
give us the ability to face every situation that comes against us by the power of the great I am in us. May the Lord help us and fill us with that power so that we may arise and stand firm and see the salvation that the Lord will win for us while we fix our eyes on Jesus, while we fix our eyes on him and focus our mind on him and know that he is a God who give us second chances. So we should not give up. It is not an option. We should not consider it or think about it. It is a distraction. We should not think about giving up when facing complicated situations. We have a God who died for us. His name is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God who died for us. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He is the Almighty. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the great Elohim. Life is his gift to us. He is the life-giving presence of God and everything was created in him for him through him we are only complete in him he is the living word of god the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us he is the word in the beginning the word of god so may the word of god take root in our lives strengthen us to face this this day fill us with his power Fill us with his grace to face every challenge that presents itself in our lives and help us to acknowledge his ability, his power in our lives, his grace so that we can live with the power of his resurrection so that we can experience the, his goodness, his might, his faithfulness and more than that so we can experience his life-giving presence the power of the Holy Spirit of God in us to strengthen us, to encourage us, to comfort us, and to give us victory in every situation. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.